Hey guys, Bonja Nuna Britt here with your hint phrase and catchword. This week's hint phrase is SM customizes and your catchword is vulnerable. Hope you guys catch it. Hey guys, I'm Becca. And I'm Britt. And, and we're, we're the, the Bonja Nunas. We've got all the side dishes to your high you entertainment. Thank you for joining us. And now to the episode. You guys, welcome back. I hope you guys are enjoying all the content we are giving you and these like short, bite-sized, power-packed episodes for our podcast. It's a lot. I know it's a lot. Trust me. It's a lot. It's packed. It's <laughs> packed with content. We're just throwing things at you. And what are you going to do? Man, do you just, you just, we're trying to be just like K-pop where we just, just, <laughs> just unload it all. Just unload oh and unload and unload. Hopefully. Hopefully we're a little bit more positive and impact on you than them. <laughs> very true very true crazy well i mean there's so much to do so much to see hope you guys are reading our blogs and enjoying that and are enjoying our small bite-sized twitter voice updates because we love doing that also if you're like becca and Britt, we we're tired of this kind of content we want this kind of content well let us know because we would love to give you what you want yes totally we would love to give you whatever you want but (laughs) this episode is all about what Becca and I want to talk about. <laughs> for today, because I think it's important. Yes. And then we, I think we need to talk about it. Yeah, we need to talk about it because we want to give you the information and then we want to tell you our opinions about that information we gave you. <laughs> and Because we feel yep. very strongly about it. And then we just want to yep. go from there. Today, mm-hmm. I'm very excited because we're talking about entertainment companies, okay? And we oh have to talk God. about this. We Let's have go. to talk about them. We're going to start off with... The the one of the big threes in the K-pop, well, it used to be one of the big threes in K-pop, is SM Entertainment. We're going to try to do this yeah, with a straight face. She said that with a grimace. <laughs> she said that with a grimace. Like, her face was like, SM Entertainment. <laughs> I'm trying to be unbiased before I give you my biased you guys, opinion. <laughs> we, yeah, so we're trying our best so that, you know, like, we're very opinionated. I don't know if you can tell. <laughs> Just a little But we, you know, and if you know our opinion about SM through season one of our podcast, then it's not a (laughs) very positive. (laughs) But we wanted to give you some of the backstory, give you some of the information as to what's going on with like, just like how we came to this, I don't know, deduction. Yes. Yeah. Should we get into it, Britt? Yeah. You get started. I'm going to have her start because she knows more because she started with them earlier than I did. Who is SM Entertainment? All right, you guys, let's go to our handy dandy. I mean, I know, but I want to make sure you guys know, but like, so I'm going to be a little bit more professional. Let's go to the most professional website in the world, Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just going to tell you what it tells me. And SM Entertainment is a South Korean, duh, entertainment (laughs) company, duh, founded in 1995, but the one and only Isuman. And if you guys know Isuman, NTT always talks about him and makes like funny jokes. And so does He Chell. If you watch Knowing Brothers, they always talk about him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, <laughs> he's definitely a character. If you don't know who Isuman is, you probably wouldn't. Like, unless you are in the <laughs> Korean world, you don't know who this guy is, which is normal. So he actually was like a DJ and he like debuted as a singer and like set in the 70s. And <laughs> long he, time ago. You know, he did fine. <laughs> Yeah, really long time ago, before you and I were twinkles in our parents' eyes, as they say. And he, like, 
did all the thing and he had his own act and he was on, you know, TV, blah, blah, blah. But then he stopped and came to America and he actually went to school for business, I believe. And then he came back and he was like, I have a great idea. So the dude like hustled for four years, saved up a bunch of money and launched his first like DJ entertainment business. If you guys don't know what SM is like, they really spearheaded the Hayu wave. So if you don't know what the Hayu wave means, it's like the Korean wave is what they call it. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. And it was like the hot word of the day on the international channel in yeah. the early 2000s. Like that's what they all said. They're like, oh, and from the Hayu wave, like blah, blah, blah. Yeah. It was a big deal. It was a big deal in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yes. So this is first gen. This is what we're talking. This is like first gen. Is These are the people we're talking about. The originals, the OGs. We're talking about H-O-T, G-O-D, like S-E-S, those type of people. I mean, Boa technically is a first gen artist. I think. Maybe she's second. I don't know. Maybe she's like 1.5. <laughs> I think about it. Anyways. Yeah. So he's the guy that came out with H-O-T, S-E-S, Shinwa. Oh my gosh. The drama that comes from Shinwa. <laughs> the, and fly to, a, fly to the Sky. Like that's... That's this guy. So this is that entertainment company. Yeah. It's a big deal. He's also one of the entertainment companies that brought over Chinese artists. For the first time, he brought foreign artists into entertainment groups. So it's a big deal. SM's like, I know Britt was like, she said, I think if they're still part of the th- big three. I'm pretty sure they still are because of NTT. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Like, I think that's their card. I'm just saying that it's not just to, just in case I'm wrong. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure I'm right. <laughs> She's like, just in case Pletus comes through. Just <laughs> right. in case. Starship takes over. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> oh, gosh. I think Lee Suman on multiple occasions brags about how he is the guy that brought Korean music to the world. Yeah. And how he even, like, to some extent had a, his hands in the whole BTS thing, which don't yeah. even get me started. Right. <laughs> don't even get me started. We're not on that. going there today. <laughs> yeah, not today. I have to keep this short. Yes. So he just, he, he he's a big wig. Yeah, he's and a big he, wig. He it. And he has a big ego attached with it, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he likes to know how you, how you, he has shaped the world. And it, he has. I mean, he definitely has. He's definitely brought in, he's brought a standard that artists are measured to, for sure. Like, I feel like SM t- Entertainment is like that. Yeah. You can't, you cannot deny that. Yeah, they're super like on it. Like if something is coming about out about their idols, they're like, they like squash it. Like this, this is the kind of power he has is like, they just like, like they squash it or they bury it down. And like, you know what I mean? Like you hear one little blip and then it's gone. (laughs) Like you can't find it ever again. Yeah. They're very scary like that. Yeah. He's definitely has set the standard for what an entertainment company should be like and what k-pop groups should like what idols should be doing you know yep. where you should be listening to all this music like all that kind of stuff he set yep. that standard that mold came from this company yep. yeah so why don't you take us through some of the groups that we know of and like maybe some of their successes and thumbprints on this world brit yeah so if we're going og hot for sure super junior tvxq all of those they were the standard this is like this is what we look like that was really beat into mm-hmm. them then you have like later coming on like Shiny, Girls Generation, FX, all those kinds of people in there. Which really shaped generations. Yeah, they just kind of gave you that look. This is this is what K-pop looks like 
basically. And yeah, so everything totally. nowadays, third gen, fourth gen is connected to that. Like this is what this looks like yeah. because of these people. So this foundation. Yes. We have EXO who was popular. Actually, they were the most popular until BTS took over. Yeah, very recently. <laughs> yeah. And NCT, which I think is gaining back that popularity. You know, they're getting up there in a sense. But then we've got Super M, who they pulled from everyone. So like that's, I think, changing what their yeah. idea of what they're going to do. But mainly, yeah. I think most yeah. of the reason for all of these groups' success is that their songs are super powerful and catchy and everything that you could possibly want. Yeah, SM has like their own vibe. So every yeah. entertainment company has their own vibe, their own dance style to some extent, like their own songwriting technique even. Yeah. So SM customizes. Yeah. There is no, I mean, very small like participation of the artists. Yeah. They're very like produced. Yeah. You know, like the way that they act outside, the way that they are, they're like coached. It's a very big deal for SM. Like, they don't pick anybody. Yeah. So, like, it's just, it's very, their music is very powerful. It's very catchy. It's going to grab you in quick. I want to talk a little bit as SM as a leader in the entertainment company because I'm going back to school and it's in organizational leadership. And I'm learning about all these different types of, or the names, officials of, like, officially of, like, what different type of leaders look like. And I would say that SM Entertainment is very transactional type of leader. So what a transaction type of leader means, we don't care about you. We care about the product that we produce. We care about how you get things done. And they have to do it my way. And you know what I mean? They don't care about, like, hey, how is my artist doing? Are they healthy mentally, physically, all that kind of stuff? They're not what you would call a transformational leader because a transformational leader is somebody who can have empathy with their associates, with your member, like whatever. So whoever you're talking to, they have empathy and they can hear what you're saying and say like, okay, it sounds to me like this is what you want. SM Mm. is very much transactional where they're like, this is what you got to do and this is what we're doing. And they're notorious for that. Yes. And so they're very transactional because they're like, we, it's all about us producing a product and making mm-hmm. money. And it's not so much about like a transformational reader realizes that if you take care of your people, those people, like your employees, these people will be your first in marketing. And like, this place is great. You should work here. This place is great. You should buy this yeah. product. They care about these things. That, that's going to last longer. Like this transactional leadership is not going to last forever. So Mm -hmm. that is just totally who SM is. And we're already kind of seeing the results of that. Yeah. So it's just like you can (laughs) see that with the way the EXO dropped off because you're giving them powerful catchy, but you're not giving them substance. And all of of their artists are very capable of giving substance. Yeah. But it's that coaching that makes them or suppresses them to some extent. Yes, exactly. And they have the talent to do that, but they just, they can't because of SM. So... It definitely yeah. is for me. It's just like we just need to, we just need to get it together. <laughs> you know, SM, we need to get it together. <laughs> yeah, and I think that is it. Just really leads into like I don't foresee SM really being a leader. You know, five to ten years down like the a road, true leader. Yeah, well, not even like a leader in a sense because I think what is really carrying over with a lot of people and one of the reasons why BTS is so popular is because they're vulnerable, and so vulnerability mm. is going to win out in the long run. And I don't think that SM is really gonna, like, I think they have all these grand ideas, like, we're gonna build a K-pop hotel and you can spend the night with your favorite K-pop idol, which is weird, by the way. weird. (laughs) Let me clarify. It's a hologram. It's not like a real person. But still, 
super creepy. <laughs> no. Oh my gosh. Even like the whole Espa hologram thing, I cannot, I can't, I can't. Anyways. It's totally weird. I'm not sure. Like when I saw them come out with Espa and I was like, what are we doing? Like, what are we doing? Yeah. They're so sexualized. They're not even, you know, they don't even look remotely like the girls themselves. No. Anyways. I, it almost looks like, okay, there was this Disney Channel movie called Pitch Perfect and he made the perfect singer and she was like a hologram, basically. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, in that movie, you end up seeing why it doesn't work, you know, in the end. But you yeah. know what I mean? I'm like, this is like, I feel like I'm reliving this movie in real life. With <laughs> in real life. <laughs> and entertainment. <laughs> and that's just weird, yeah. okay? So That's crazy. <laughs> and the fact that Disney called it is like weird too. I mean, that hotel sounds definitely like a hardcore stand yeah. thing. And I just, I don't even, I don't know. That just sounds super weird to me. Yeah. But that's just what they do. They just try to like incorporate new things into their. And they don't, they don't ask the question like, should we? Like, that is the question oh, I wish they would ask. Like, exactly. should we do this? They are not asking that. Yeah. They need a couple of sixes mm-hmm. on their team and be like, wait, wait, wait. It sounds like a I great know, idea, right? but let's bet it. Okay, let's do yeah, some I, betting. <laughs> totally. And I think that they, it's not like I'm asking down with SM. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, there's something to be said for spearheading like a movement, right. like the K-pop. But at the same time, like, dude, like, we're in the 21st century. Let's just restructure a little. Right. That's yeah. not going to kill us, you know? Anyways, so what do we see for them, like, globally? Like, what do you think? We have Wavy. We have NCT I honestly, I don't know because I'm confused really? by the, what they're trying to do with a lot of stuff. Sure. So that I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I just don't know what I see for them globally because I'm like, I don't know what you're trying to do or say to me. So I'm very confused. I know just seeing from what I like from an, an outsider perspective, like I follow Super Junior and I know that they're doing a really great job in Latin America mm-hmm. and like that like Southern region of the Americas. And I just, I think that's great that, like, we're including groups of people that we normally wouldn't, mm-hmm. you know? Like, we know that Brazil loves um, loves K-pop. We know, like, these giant cities in South America love K-pop. And seeing, like, NCT 127 come to America, they did good. I don't think they did bad. Like, you know what I mean? No, they're, um, NCT is pop is quite popular in America. Yeah, I I think they still are really popular here. I just think that like SM doesn't want to keep fighting BTS because we're just that that that's just different at this point. Yeah. Like BTS and Blackpink are just different. I think like maybe the whole like let's go to other countries like like Africa, mm-hmm. like Europe, like you know what I mean. I think that's probably a little bit more money making. Mm-hmm. And even like China, like, yes, they have Wavy in China, and that's probably making so much money for them. But I bet you, like, I watched a documentary on like, why they have Lei. So they have like, a lot of people have been asking questions like, why isn't Lei coming back? I think it's Jumin, actually. Yeah, like, why isn't Lei and Jumin coming back? And the reason is because they're probably making more money in China. Mm -hmm. So I really think that SM's trying to target China specifically. So China, China and like, Japan would be like their places Mm -hmm. is what I think. So should we move on to like what we really think about them since we've given them such an unbiased opinion? <laughs> so for me, mainly is like I don't support SM as a group. I just don't think. Yes, you do though. No, I the company is what I'm saying. I don't support the company. Like, oh, oh, oh. I have a line sure, that I've sure. drawn. So like, I support the artists, and I definitely am the person who's like, I want to rescue them. I want because I want them to know how much 
how they should yeah. be treated. Like I want, that's like my goal. Yeah. If I could do anything in Korea in entertainment, it'd be like, I want SM artists to realize that they like great treatment. Like, you know what I mean? Like they deserve to be taken care of. They sure. should deserve to be looked after. They deserve all those things because yeah. of the things that they reproduce. And also I really want them to be able to be more free. Nothing enrages me more <laughs> is when I'm watching content from, you know, from NCT and I can see like they're doing something and then a manager in the background corrects something and is like trying to get their attention to tell them not to say something drives me insane. Like it's Mm, just, which we see all the time. Yeah. And it's just, it's just so annoying. So like for me, I have, I have a line that I've drawn. Like I support these members, but I do not support SM, which is part of the reason why I don't try to purchase a lot of their stuff you know their merchandise stuff i try to like okay i'm supporting artists and i listen to their music and i help them like you know in that sense but i don't like make it a goal of mine to help them meet streaming streaming goals or anything like that because i'm like yeah i just like i want to support you but i also don't want to support this company so it's like this fine line that i'm drawing here yeah that's very it's hard as a fan yeah what about you wow well i mean i think that like I've just had such a rough experience with SM just since I've known them. So, you know, like, I've known them since TVXQ and Super Junior. And, like, I was so excited. Honestly, like, if they handled everything a little bit better with TVXQ, I probably wouldn't have hated them as much as I do Mm -hmm. (laughs) currently. That was just a, pardon my French, but a shit show. Like, it was a shit show. And I, as a fan of, like, being Cassiopeia which is TVXQ's fan fandom name. They just handled that in like such a terrible manner. And like, yes, I know Yu Chen now is like a terrible human and probably was there then at the time too. Honestly, like we, they really ripped apart a fandom. They really hurt a lot of people. And then on top of that, they came out with these like, you when you found out why, mm-hmm. you know, the reason behind the breakup, you just found out like they were treating their artists so terribly. And, like, these slave contracts, these slave contracts came from SM. Like, that's how they, or like, the blueprint of that that so many other companies used came from SM. Yeah. And still use. Like, that whole, like, you pay us back after you debut. And if you don't debut or if you don't make enough money, you owe, like, X million won. Mm -hmm. Like, that's crazy. Right. I think that's just, there's better ways to do that. And especially now, like, you have the brains, you have the power, like, stop pulling children like stop pulling 15 year olds yeah we don't need to do that yeah you know what i mean like send them to school let them finish put them maybe in focus training and for school and then debut them at 18 like that's okay Mm -hmm. that's okay yeah yeah and like the whole slave contract issue was crazy and that really just tarnished everything and that's why like elf like super junior fandom like we worked so hard to get super junior out of there and the best we could do was just like own them as a group Mm -hmm. which is crazy it's yeah. crazy. And um yeah, so it's just it's not a great vibe. And like especially now I'm like maybe they're going to do something better. But then they came out with Espa and I'm like, "You guys, come on. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like this this is not you're supposed to be like the leader in this this situation here, but the innovation that you're trying to put out is not world changing or bettering the environment or bettering the world. You're really just making girls look more like body conscious. And I don't know, like, why do I want to sleep with my idol? Like, that's weird. Yeah. That's so weird. It's really weird. It's super weird. It's super weird and super creepy. Yeah. I mean, let's just be a little bit more intent. Like, yeah. I know that there's some idols that break the mold, like that Brit and I haven't talked about, like Kichal, mm-hmm. like, you know, Minho and, you know. But, like, at the same time, there's 
tons of artists that fall under SM that really have a hard time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they really have a hard time being under that management team. And, like, they had to leave. Like, Kibom left. Hangen left. Like, yeah. just one of the deals. I think, like, just being honest, doing some restructuring would really just help the artists, which is what we all want. We want the artists to win. Yeah. That's what we want. That's just really important. So, anyways, this is probably a little longer than normal, but, like, you know, we tried. It's a lot to say about a group or a company that's, what, 30 years old at this point? You know, we want to know what you guys think. So tell us what you think. Tell us on Twitter. Mm -hmm. We are going to open up a clubhouse room for you guys, and we'll talk about SM Entertainment. Maybe we'll talk about some other companies. Mm -hmm. Tell us your thoughts. Share your thoughts on there. Yeah. Because we seriously have so much more to say. We have so much more to say about this group and this company, and we just can't because we don't have time. So, yeah, join us on Clubhouse. Yeah, and then check out the Twitter and Clubhouse because we'll post when those rooms open up and when we'll be doing that. So it might not be this week. It might be a a week or two later, but we'll get there. And we're so glad that you're joining us on this journey. Like, we are so appreciative to anybody who's listening to us of, like, their own free will. We're not talking to family and friends who we forced to listen to (laughs) us. Of course, yeah. (laughs) we're talking about yeah so anybody we love you guys we want to keep talking to you yeah let us know what you want to know and we'll see you in a week see you next week guys thanks so much for sticking around Bye. bye Well, guys, it's been a slice. (laughs) Share your thoughts and chat with us about the episode on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. Also, check out our latest episode at BanchaNunas.com, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, or Apple Podcasts. We'll see you next time, guys.